football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Dennis Carter, the fourth. Denny, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, this is a serious uh, fantasy football podcast, and uh, you, you when you introduce it like that, you know, it, I think it throws people off. It makes it think that we're that we're that we're a big joke. I need to have some sort of like whiteboard next to my desk that I can have like a list of voices. Yeah, so that right. I don't because I've done that, that that weird voice that I just did in some variation of it before. But like, I wonder if I had like like a robot. Like I've been doing I've been doing robot daddy a lot with Avery recently. Really. Where How's she's like, da- she's like, Daddy, be a robot, and then I'm, I'll be like, I am putting on your shoes, Avery. <laughs> and then after about a minute and a half, she gets frightened, and she's oh, like, really? Don't do it. Yeah, it's like she she sees like the world. She 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 sees what's gonna what, what the world's gonna be like in 2040, and and she gets very concerned, and she's like, No, no, I want Daddy back. I want yeah. Daddy, and then I have to oh, go back no. to my normal voice. Yeah, so oh, it scares, scares her a little, but she asks for it, so I'm gonna give it to her then. Well, she she's getting used to what it'll be like when uh after you have you know passed on but then your head is connected to a robot right and you live on through via a robot for the next 200 years i think that it's just preparation for that by the way there was a black mirror episode of that yes i do yeah that's where i got it from. <laughs> that's actually that's actually one of the i feel like that was one of the better black mirror episodes yeah, I don't. I, I uh, w- w- that wasn't season one, was it? It was. Later. I don't remember. I I binged Black Mirror because I went. I I my last house that I lived in, and before I got the Peloton and all that, I had an elliptical in my office. Right. And so I would I would ellipticize all the time, and, <laughs> and while I did that, I used to watch so many shows because that's yeah. what I would do when I was on that thing for like forty five minutes. So I got through seasons one through seven of Game of Thrones on the elliptical, like be, like I had I just to catch up before season eight happened. That's a lot of you know, I. I watched all the Black Mirror episodes uh, on the elliptical, and so I I watched them sort of out of order because I just did whatever sort of you know I was feeling that day. But I feel right. like that that one had like one of the better like morals. I feel like because all of them you know were embedded in some sort of like takeaway and like life lesson and such. Yeah. And and that one though of just sort of like you know understanding that people passing on and and uh you know being okay with it and and sort of moving on and be what well, i'm i'm trying to remember the 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 episode in in some some detail but right. <laughs> I, I just remember like walking away from the episode and like feeling like it had meaning for me like there was something there was some substance there i felt the same about uh the one where the two women live in a simulation uh, san junipero oh yeah yeah um i first of all i love the I love the eighties. Yeah. That was a good eighties throwback. uh, The eighties aesthetic in that one was really good. That's one of the better TV shows I've ever watched. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And then, yeah, that episode was fantastic. Uh, you know, I liked the, the one, um, with like the, the social media currency, uh, you know, like, Oh, the best. Yeah. yeah, That one was really, cause it's, that one feels like it's happening in five years. Like, like it's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, really yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good uh, episodes from that show, and I, I know that I butchered like the true meaning of that one episode, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head of like what happened throughout that episode, and I just We're remember gonna... walking away and being like, man. This was this was like deeper than it seemed. Yeah, we're, we're gonna need a, more than a few minutes to to dissect these uh, back to back oh, yeah. episodes. But I, I I will say that the San Junipero episode was clearly inspired uh, by the song in it, um, <clears throat> which was um, oh oh, oh a song he- in it. Heaven, heaven is a place on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I I'm I'm positive that whoever wrote that episode listened to that. 1986 or seven classic and said i can make this into into a real movie or a show like like just listen to the lyrics and you're like oh okay there it is that black mirror is one of those shows where you wish because i I feel like it doesn't have very good rewatchability like no you know and i I, it's one of those it's sort of like game of thrones where like i wish i could watch it over again for the first time like me too episodes for the first time absolutely they're they're just they're just so freaking good man they're it's a very very good series anyway What's going on with you? Well, one thing I'm not doing uh, is I'm not training for a 10K. Are you? Apparently not. I'm, so here's what happened. <laughs> we have we have friends that were like, yeah, let's do this 10K. This is back in like September. They're like, yeah, let's do this 10K. And for the record, I got my Peloton about a year ago. So November last year. And I've been on the Peloton a lot since then. And then in about August, September-ish, I was like, you know what? Maybe July. I was like, I need to start to cross train more because I'm only working my my bike muscles. I need to like do some yeah. more like running cardio. And, and so I started to, to do like one run a week, nothing big. I would run like three miles and I'd be done with running for the week because I've had trouble running in the past just in getting injured. I feel like every runner gets hurt eventually and they're just like, why did I do that? Sure. Um, and so I was running a little bit and then eventually we moved, you know, we moved to our, our, our house here in Davidson, North Carolina. And it's literally the town right next to where we used to live, but we're still in Charlotte. And I would, I wanted to really run from our house to downtown Davidson, which is like this cute little town where the college is at. Yeah. And so I, we're only like three miles from the school, but running there to get paths and stuff, it's like a six mile run. And so I did that one day and I was like, wow, I feel really good. Like my cardio is so much better from the Peloton like the only thing that was really stopping me is I hadn't used my leg muscles in so long, like my, my running, my running leg muscles, I should <laughs> right. say in so long that it's just like a different, you know, it's a different type of like usage there. And so I felt so good though. And I was like, then my, our friends hit us up and they're like, do you want to do this 10 K? Okay. It's a local 10 K. And I was like, well, I've been running six miles like once a week, running to Davidson and doing that. Right. And I was like, I could do this. Yeah. No problem. Well, like literally two weeks after that, I got an IT band injury. Have you ever had an IT band injury? Wait, who, who uh, is that Dar- what Darren Waller has? Yeah, Darren Waller has an IT. I mean, his is probably a lot worse than what, what I had because he's a football player. But basically your IT band, like, is if you ever have felt, like, tightness down the, the outside of your leg after exercise or doing cardio or something, and a lot of people get it in there, it, it, can, it, it extends to their knee. Well, listen, I'm not, I'm not any sort of doctor, so I'm, <laughs> I'm saying this as someone who, who, who has watched a lot of YouTube videos and read about it. Uh-huh. But it like wraps around your knee and it's up into your hip. And a lot of people will roll it out on the foam roller. Um, cause it's a really common injury because you, it, it gets stretched and, and, uh, you know, it tightens up, et cetera, et cetera, just by the way that you utilize it in cardio. And so I've had this, I, I was, I was on a, doing a run one day and I was on like mile five 
and my knee was so tight it just felt like it was gonna give really? and so I had, I had to stop I actually had to have Amanda come pick me up oh. and then I tried again the next week because the pain isn't really there unless you're like exercising for a little while and you can start to feel it again unless it's a really bad IT band injury well I got it to the point where it was a really bad IT band injury and so <laughs> so the last like month or so I've been doing a lot more yoga I've been stretching my hips a lot more I've utilized my standing desk a ton more yeah like I I now stand Denny the only time I sit is when I do shows that's great I'm, I'm standing now like I yesterday I didn't I didn't sit at all I just I stood the whole day that's and awesome. I, I I had never really been like that and like connected everything to saying like you know I'm doing this cardio you know I, I shouldn't just sit down because that'll tighten everything up especially in your hips like it really jacks up your hips uh-huh. and so basically long story short I this past yesterday actually I ran five miles yesterday not as fast as I wanted to run it but I ran five miles yesterday and I have a that was the first time that I've run a really long time and I have to run six point two it's a ten k next weekend. And I have barely trained, so I'm kind of scared that I'm just going to be horrific running this. Uh, well, I don't know how you run five miles. I mean, I, I run a lot, but but I mean, fr- I run frequently, but I don't run far distances. I run like a mile, maybe two if I'm feeling good. I How do you feel after running five miles? So here's the thing. Like I, my whole life, I've always been a good exerciser and not necessarily like the best like eater or watcher with that. That's only happened over the last year or so. Cause I don't know if you heard, but I, I eat gluten, dairy, and soy free now. No. Yeah. I, it's crazy. It's crazy. Huh. So, but the thing is, is that the Peloton, because of the different types of workouts I've done uh, on the, w- that you do on the Peloton, yeah. my cardio is just really, really good now. Like the, the cardio side of things, not necessarily like how strong I am at running or anything, but just how tired I get whenever I'm doing some sort of exercise for, for X period of time. And so what I've realized is that my whole life, when I've been in this exerciser, not necessarily as good in the kitchen, but you know, good at, at exercising four times, four plus times a week. What I realized is that I've been running wrong this entire time. What do you mean? I, I would destroy myself going out for a two or three mile run every time. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would go out and I'd try to just run as fast as I could for two or three miles. When, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> what, but what you, you need to, you need to learn, you need to switch your mind and learn how, and I'm sure runners are nodding their heads right now, but you need to switch your mind to going to, to caring more about distance and not time and not how fast you're going. Okay. And you just, you legit, I, I legitimately enjoy just being able to go like just because you, I I don't get tired. Like I'm done with my five mile run. My legs are tired and I'm a little, my feet are a little bit sore just from, you know, running on pavement, but like my, my, my breathing and and it's in such is, is not feeling that exhausted. Uh And so that's the difference with all this. And like the way that I've approached, not, I mean, I'm not really training, but the way that I've approached exercise and eating over the last year is just that like, it can, it can help dramatically and it's crazy. And now I actually enjoy being able to go those long distances as long as I'm not like injuring myself, like the it band stuff. Uh, my issue with running is that it's boring. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree with that. I think that you need to find the right. And that's the other thing too, is I used to have the worst workout playlist on Spotify imaginable. I mean, I'm talking like, like <laughs> M and M and M and just like the worst rap because I thought that I needed that to like really get going right like to, to yeah, have like a yeah. good like motivation in my ears but now i just i have like a party playlist that i've had for a while of just like pop hits and just random songs that just are oh, easy okay. to li- like ed sheeran's on it and stuff like like just like easy to listen to songs and that changes things too whenever you're just like 
you're in like more of a party mode as opposed to like I'm going to destroy my body mode. Yeah, that's what I'm in. Uh, and, and my my playlist is such that it will it will uh, exacerbate the destruction of my body uh, when as as I get going. It it has every song on there is uh, intended uh, to ramp me up to the point where I I want to sprint at all times. Yeah. So yeah, I exactly. guess I, I guess that's a problem. That's where I was at too. And I've, I've changed my mentality again. I haven't been able to train nearly as much as I, I would love to be able to just like run and not have to worry about like my legs getting injured or whatever. That's where the, the bike comes in handy and, and helps. But like telling you, man, I, I have changed my mentality a bit, but I am scared, still scared. Uh, yeah. S S yeah. Uh, for, for next weekend, because I haven't run that distance since, since September. And I also don't want to run like a schlub. Like I still want to be like, I still want to do it moderately quick. Like I don't want to, I, I still, my goal, like right now, back, back in the day, like in college, have you ever done like a race before? Uh, in, in middle school <clears throat> once. Okay. Middle school. Let's and it was, it, but not, but not since. <laughs> so I, I did, I've done a few like five K's and stuff and I did a marathon relay a couple years ago and stuff. And, and, you know, back when I'm running five K's and stuff, you know, I would probably do my one five K in college. I was very, very fast, but you know, I'd do like a little bit of under an eight minute mile or so for like a five K, uh, race right uh -huh. now with this six miler, I'm, I'm hoping that I can break like a nine minute mile, yeah. but like pace, right. And, but like, I, that's where I'm at with my training. And like, I should be able to like, just given the way that I exercise and stuff, I should be able to crush that, but I'm just not going to be able to, because I haven't been able to run recently. Yeah. It, and that's I, depressing. I'm, it's very depressing. I'm going to, um, my thoughts will be with you. Uh, my, my memory of middle school, uh, racing was, I did a relay race. I don't even know how, how far we ran, but it felt like forever. It was a distance where we, where we needed to sprint basically the yeah. whole time. And it was a long way. And I was so uh, exhausted by the time I handed off the baton that I remember falling to my knees, crying, throwing up and then fainting. <laughs> wow. That, this is like, this is like, this is like worse than the, uh, the rollerblade uh, peanut butter M&M story for me. Yeah. Yeah. I did all, all that. And, uh, and I remember wait, but, but when I woke up, so I, I was out for like maybe 10 seconds, but I, when I woke up, I was euphoric. When I yeah. woke up, I was in in a, in a in an altered state. I don't know if it was the endorphins or the fact that I felt like I had a good run or we were in the lead. I don't know what it was, but I was in incredibly good mood. And people were like, are you OK? You, do you need to go to the hospital? I, you know, I throw up all over me. I'm like, no, I'm good. This is great. <laughs> it, so, it sounds like the people who, who it sounds like someone started who started Russell Wilson last night. And yes. didn't watch didn't watch the final drive, didn't realize that it happened and then woke up and it's like, oh, he was a top 10 quarterback this week. OK, I'll take it. Was he really? Oh, he my was goodness. fantasy fantasy score. I believe I, I've said that now on two shows today, so I better be right. Yeah. But I believe I saw that whenever I was importing data today that he was still a top 10 quarterback this this past week because the quarterback position has just been such an S show. It's been gross. Terrible. Gross. Yeah. We actually, uh, Pat Doherty and I were, were talking today on a good football show about who is the number one quarterback in fantasy. Not, not, not the guy, not who is leading and scoring, but who would you consider going forward? The top quarterback in fantasy. And I said, it couldn't, it can't be Mahomes. No, it can't be Mahomes. It, it can't be Josh Allen. Um, I said it was Kyler Murray. It's probably Kyler. Kyler, you could you could make an argument, I think, for a lot of guys though, is what, what the point is, right? right? Like right. 
you can make an argument for Lamar. You can make an you could still make an argument for Josh Allen. You can make an argument for these guys. You can make an argument for Brady even for Hurts too. Yeah, and, and Jalen Hurts. Like, there's a lot of guys in that cluster. Which you know, after the season, I, I like to sort of look back and uh, see what what went right, what went wrong, and sort of like look at high level trends and stuff. And, and what I think we're going to see is that the predictability of the quarterback position was really strong this year in terms of like the guys drafted early did finish high in rankings, but the edge that they were giving you is not going to be significant because all of a sudden we're seeing the second half of the season, that edge really shrink uh, yeah, versus yeah. what we saw earlier in the season. And, you know, like for instance, Jimmy Garoppolo was one of our streamers last week. He scored 11 fantasy points. That didn't even really sink you. It just no. didn't matter. It didn't no. matter that much, right? Like it just doesn't matter that much. Um, uh, for an example, Mike Leone, who took down the uh, the big high stakes DFS uh, tournament on on DraftKings this week? He he's did. So, so, he is running so hot. Oh, so cra- crazy hot, and he's an amazing player. But he did so with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Yeah, which is I mean, it says a lot about the state of the quarterback in fantasy football. Yeah, I, I've learned so much from Leone uh, with DFS and just game theory stuff. Yeah, you know, he's he's one of my close friends in the industry, and he's he's just incredibly good at what he does. Yeah, but, so, so good at it. Really succinct in the way he explains things. I, I've been listening to him a lot recently, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know anything. Here we go. Yeah, he you t- today the the quote that was going around how you like shouldn't be afraid of. Uh, being wrong and just taking the L and when, when you're being contrarian. I mean, how often are you building a DFS lineup yeah. and you're sitting there and you're like, well, I can't do this because this guy's definitely going to go off. Exactly. Or this guy, it's all in your, it's just your brain. Like you got to just be able to take the L. And it's that's like, what, that's what Leone was talking about. It's like fear-based uh, decision-making. And, yeah. and, and, and I find myself doing that constantly. Yeah, all the time. Uh, all right, Denny, before we get into what happened last week, what's going on over at The Edge? Yeah, at NBCSportsEdge.com, you could find... A treasure trove of weekly content, including uh, Jack Miller's excellent uh, article uh, by the numbers, which uh, breaks down the previous week's uh, main numbers, main takeaways for fantasy purposes. Uh, Of course, my kicker column is live on the site now. And later in the week, uh, my target decoder column uh, will be live on NBCSportsEdge.com. Check it out. All right, let's look at what happened this past week. We have uh, Mac Jones as one of our top streamers. He ended up scoring, or one of our streamers, he ended up scoring 21.5 points. Jimmy Garoppolo, 11.2. Tarod Taylor, 15.3. So pretty good week, I'd say, overall. Like a decent enough week at the quarterback position. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Conklin, Conk Daddy, had 4.5. Dan, Dan Arnold, uh, rest in peace, Dan oh, Arnold. God. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun ride. You know, it was a fun, fun time. It was. Um. So uh, Dan Arnold had 1.9 fantasy points. Evan Ingram got outscored by some other schlub on the Giants at tight end this it's past week. Just the worst. Uh, 6.7 points for Evan Ingram. Defenses were a little weak. We had uh, Chicago is probably the main pick last week. They had four. Uh, the Chargers had three. Jacksonville had five. And then Houston was actually our best streamer this past week. They had six fantasy points. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So, you know, over overall, like this time of year, it's tougher to, to really find good streamers. Um, so I'd say it was an okay enough week. Yeah, and also you should be planning ahead when you can and looking at the next week's matchups to see if you can maybe like stash a, a defense. This is the time of year to do that for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's talk some quarterback for week 13. I'll kick things off with the top streamer. I'll keep this brief. I think it's pretty obvious who the top streamer is, right? I believe so. Taysom Hill. Taysom yeah. Thrill, Taysom's package. Whoa, the kid. Taysom's, 
Taysom's package will be on display against Dallas. It will be. Uh, it will be expanded to the to the maximum a degree. Yeah, I I realized. So I was gonna say on a on a waiver wire show today. I do like a some video recordings on Tuesday, and I I realized that I was I, I was gonna say that that Taysom Hill is like Jalen Hurts light, but then I realized that people are gonna take that as like skin color related. Oh yeah, right. And so yeah, I had to yeah. had to axe that immediately. So maybe like a diet Jalen Hurts. You know, like just like they're they're gonna score fantasy points in a very similar way. The two of them. Are you calling uh, Jalen Hurts fat? Is that what you're doing there? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm calling him fat. So Jalen Hurts is now a fat black man. <laughs> that I'm. Yeah. Uh, no. So so uh, I, I think that he is gonna score fantasy points as we saw last year in a very similar way as Jalen Hurts. Just that Jalen Hurts is a little bit more aggressive on the ground. Uh, Hurts, I'd say, is a better passer, even though he had a terrible game this past yeah. week. Um. I, I'm I'm still very bullish on Jalen Hurts for the record. If you guys ha- don't be worried about Jalen oh, Hurts, yeah, they, they get Washington twice in the fantasy playoffs too. So, um, so yeah, uh, I you know last season we saw Taysom Hill in his four starts, he averaged 52 rushing yards per game, a rushing touchdown per game, 21 plus fantasy points per game, QB 13 or better in each one of those games. He he's he's a good play. He's a solid play as long as he does indeed get the start. Absolutely, I have uh, Taylor Heineke the third. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't even know if he's uh, a junior, but uh, he plays the Raiders. So the Raiders are low key, a terrible pass defense of late, maybe even high key. The Raiders giving up the second highest expected points added per drop back over the past five weeks. Only the Jets have been worse over that stretch. Uh, Vegas is the 10th most extreme pass funnel defense this year. And then Heineke has, uh, you know, a little, some Konami code, uh, you know, 24 rushing attempts over the past five games. That's a little bit inflated because he had a, a 10 rush performance uh, three weeks ago. Uh, he's completing 77% of his passes in a suddenly very conservative ball control Washington offense. Uh, so I, I definitely don't see Heineke or really anyone on in the Washington offense as a uh, as a ceiling play just because of the way that the that Washington is operating. Um, this keep away formula where they're trying to kill the clock. They, they lead the league in, in time of possession over the past three weeks. And that's very intentional. Uh, they, by doing that, they destroy the fantasy value of their opponents, by the way, which I guess we can get into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think Heineke is serviceable for week 13. Yeah. There's not many good like games either. And that's a game that at least has like some scoring potential. And right. I think just from that perspective, you can feel a little bit better about Heineke. I think he's the number, uh, maybe not. We'll talk about, we'll talk about some other guys. We have two more. Tua is another one who I think is a low end streamer. Like I don't, I mean the matchups average against the giants yeah. Tua's Tua's average. Like he, he's fine. Like he's better than people give him credit for, I think both in fantasy and real football, but uh, you know, he's given you 12 plus fantasy points every start, at least since week one. I think that he uh, did not reach that against New England, um, but he's shown a ceiling too with multiple games of 21 plus fantasy points. But this game just like looks ugly on paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, like very, very, there's like a 41 and a half point over under according to Fandle Sportsbook. Uh, it just looks bad from a process standpoint. But I do think that this is sort of like when Teddy played, what was it like Philly a few weeks ago where we didn't have like any streamers to choose from. And we're just like, yeah, Teddy, like he's fine. Like he's a body. He'll probably score like 12 fantasy points. That's sort of what I feel like with Tua right now where, you know, some teams might have to use him, might be able to use him. Uh, maybe he can get you 18 fantasy points, but I would be shocked if he has like a monster game. 
Me too, uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I have uh, Tarod Taylor, I said his name right, uh, against the Colts. So uh, since his return from a hamstring injury, a very lengthy one, uh, Taylor has 25, 28, and, and 30 rushing yards in his three starts. Uh, so he, you know, he, he has a little bit of that Konami. He has, he scored two touchdowns on the ground a couple weeks ago, but we can't obviously rely on that. Uh, the Colts he, here's, here's why I think Taylor's matchup is, is a little better than it might seem. So the, the Texans have one of the worst, if not the worst offensive line in the NFL, it has destroyed, uh, Taylor's ability to have time in the pocket and throw downfield to Brandon cooks. It's just messed up everything for fantasy purposes in the Houston offense. I mean, if it can be more messed up than it already is, but here's the thing, the Colts are dead last in quarterback pressure rate this season. So there's a, some hope we can hold out some hope that the Houston offensive line can hold up against the Colts and give Taylor enough time to operate from the pocket. Uh, the Colts are the seventh best matchup for quarterbacks, by the way, that is per JJ's schedule adjusted numbers. Let's move on to tight ends. Uh, I'm going to go with Foster Moreau because it sounds like Darren Waller pro- probably won't play this week. I'm assuming. I, I oh yeah no there's almost no chance. Yeah, uh, and and Waller's only missed game this year. Uh, Foster Moreau had a 17.6 percent target share, and he was the tight end four that week. Uh, he saw that was that one game where Waller had that like random injury on Saturday night, yes. and then all of a sudden it just screwed everyone. Uh, he has seen five. He, he saw five targets last week without uh, Waller playing or without playing a full game with Waller still active for some of that game. And then from a matchup standpoint, Washington is just completely average. I mean, I think Moreau is probably going to end up running Darren Waller routes and just playing that Darren Waller role for the most part. Um, and we know there's not as many alternatives anymore in that in that Raiders offense. So I think he works. I think that he's probably my top streamer this week. Yes, I was going to say the same. First of all, Foster Moreau is is good. Like, yeah, he's actually good. Yeah, he's 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 really good. The team really likes him a lot. They, they've they been talking. They've been raving about him since since he got there, even when he was just like, you know, blocking and, you know, basically uh, subbing in for Darren Waller once in a while. But he has been a, a bit of a part of this offense of late. I, I, I have this research ready because I did it for a good football show. I just wanted to read that uh, Moreau during in his start against Philadelphia ran a route on 89% of Derek Carr's dropbacks, which is a yeah. really uh, nice, solid stat on his usage. So, um, yeah, I think he is a top streamer. I have Tyler Conklin. Uh, some are calling him the Conk Daddy. <laughs> yes. N- not comfortable with this at all. But uh, he's playing He's playing Detroit. Uh, the Lions overall haven't been, like, super generous to tight ends. But here's the thing. The Lions have recently been really bad against tight ends. They've given up 24 tight end catches over the past three games, including an incredible eight catches on 11 targets to Cole Komet on Thanksgiving. Just I'm still rattled by this. Um, uh, And and on the season, Detroit gives up the highest expected points added per drop back. Uh, so they are, they're in everything funnel that that's the thing. They're run funnel, pass funnel They're whatever you want to do against them funnel. Um, I I'm thinking the Vikings will have a, have a nice, have a nice uh, day against the bad lions defense. And maybe they rely more on Kirk cousins with Dalvin cook sidelined. Yeah. I may have written a blurb about that today. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to Gerald Everett. Denny, do you know over the last three weeks since Russell Wilson has returned, who leads the Seattle Seahawks in targets? 
I'm going to go with uh, Gerald Everett. It is Gerald Everett. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. He has uh, 21 targets. Tyler Lockett, 18. DK Metcalf, 20. Uh, so he's being involved. He's, he's been involved in the offense. That's the main reason that you're streaming him, period, is that he's getting he's seeing a decent target share. He's running routes. He's uh, getting volume. The matchup, though, I will say is pretty bad. Any way that you slice it. If you look at adjusted oh. target share allowed, if you look at adjusted yeah. fantasy points allowed, it's not a good matchup. But I do think that he he works. He's probably like in the same tier as like a I'd probably put him ahead actually of Tyler Conklin, just given the way that they've utilized him over the last three weeks. Yeah, well, the you're right about the the Niners are a nightmare tight end just from a strictly matchup standpoint, just terrible. They they're the ones who held uh, Dan Arnold to zero everything uh, a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Um. Who do I have now? <laughs> you you have your boy Durham. I have Durham Smythe. Durham he's definitely, Smythe. definitely a real person. He's a, he's a real player in the NFL, no matter what the liberals say. Um, you know, he's he's playing. So Smythe is playing more of a of a traditional tight end role in the Miami offense, while Mike Gusecki plays almost exclusively from the slot and out wide. So Gusecki is being treated as a receiver in the Miami offense, whereas Smythe is in line and but but still running a decent number of routes. He's run about half of. Uh, I'm sorry, he's run around on about half of two his dropbacks over the past two games. He's caught 10 of 10 targets over that time. Um, he's been targeted on a kind of crazy strong 27% of his routes over those two games. I know we're just working with a two-game sample, so we, he's still borderline, but uh, you know the, these things jump out to me. Um, and the Giants are not the worst tight end matchup. They're allowing 5.7 tight end receptions on, on 8.4 tight end targets per game. Tight ends are seeing a 21.7% target share against New York. You could do way worse than Durham Smythe. The last guy is our favorite Irishman, James O'Shaughnessy. Love that guy. He is going to be stepping in for our our savior, Dan Arnold. Departed. While Dan Arnold is on IR with an MCL sprain. O'Shaughnessy ran the fourth most routes at tight end last week, Denny. I know. Uh, he's, now, he's now played three games. One of them he got hurt, so we can just toss that one out. And in the other two, he's at a 12% target share and a 16% target share, which he had back in week one. If you guys recall, we talked up James O'Shaughnessy uh, back then. Yeah. And then he got hurt. And, then he got hurt. Uh, and the Rams, as a matchup, actually rank as the seventh best matchup in adjusted fantasy points allowed. And they're the eighth best matchup in adjusted target share allowed to the tight end position. So I think O'Shaughnessy is actually a decent a decent play. I would, I'd put him below Everton. And maybe I'd put him in the same tier as like Conklin, like in the same yeah. area as Conklin. And maybe a little bit below Everett. Yeah, it's I I don't know. I might put him a little above Everett I, because uh, so many targets against the Rams funnel to the middle of the field. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, o O'Shaughnessy is back, baby. Yeah, I have no issue with it. No issue with it. Uh, all right. Let's end with defense. Denny, we have two of them. Why don't you let everyone yeah. know yours? Uh, the Chiefs are a real life NFL defense. Once again, uh, they play Denver. Kansas City is at home, 10-point favorite as of this recording. Uh, Kansas City, this is the shocking to me, has the third best expected points against um, on defense. I'm sorry, the Kansas City defense has the third best expected points against over the past four weeks. Only the Dolphins and Patriots have been better over that time. They also have the fifth highest quarterback pressure rate. So you know what we might have here, JJ? We might have a sack, based, floor. I didn't say it with you. I'm sorry. That's okay. I think that Minnesota is a good defensive play this week. Yes, I do too. 
I don't think it's that shocking. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the process, the process, the process. Mediocre quarterback opponent, seven-point favorite according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Detroit's the eighth-best matchup in adjusted fantasy points allowed. Play the Minnesota Vikings defense. Man, that was that was fast-talking JJ. Yes. Uh, okay, Kansas City to recap. Kansas City defense, Minnesota defense, Durham, Smythe, James O'Shaughnessy. It sounds like we're just making up names. Uh, <laughs> James O'Shaughnessy, Gerald Everett, Tyler Conklin, Foster Moreau, definitely a person. Uh, Taylor Heineke, Tua Tungavailoa, Tarod Taylor, and Taysom Hill. This is the only show in the fantasy football world that talks about these guys. Only. And, 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 and only these guys. That's right. All right, let's move on to Twitter. I have a couple questions from last week, actually, okay, that, okay. I'm, that I'm going to bring up. This first one's from at Ebrous. 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 <laughs> My wife and I, it's E-B-R-O-U-S-S. How would you say that? I'm, I'm Ebrous. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Denny. My wife and I were recently set up on a make new friends date. Mm. Have you been in this in this situation or do you have any tips on how to make new friends as adult couples? <sighs> I feel like it is one of the least discussed things. Yeah. Especially, especially in between the ages of uh, maybe like 25, 26 when you start to like maybe stay inside a little bit more and not going out and binging, you know, twice yeah. a weekend. And, and then until you have a kid and until that kid's old enough to have friends that like are, they're doing stuff with. Right. Because it's just very, it's very, how are you meeting people? It's just not easy to meet people. You're not. <laughs> that That's, that's probably the answer is you're, you're not meeting anyone. And, and it is, you're right. It is an under discussed, undiscussed completely uh, yeah. issue. I, I don't know what to say here. Cause I've never been in this position. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, you know, turn it away. You know, I think, I think it is, it is important, even if it seems hokey or forced, it is important to, to maintain and create new social connections, especially with all of us living our entire lives online, which can be extremely alienating. You know, you gotta, you gotta yeah. meet, you gotta meet the real flesh and blood people once in a while. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing that I I've never done a, uh, make new friends date, but I feel like we should normalize stuff like that. I think that I, it's a, I, the thing that's always crazy to me is that we'll, we'll finally like be introduced to someone or meet someone and like, we're very excited We're you know, we'll walk away from the conversation and be like, Oh, they're great. Like, it would be great to just like, but the next step is the tough part, right? Yeah. The next step of like inviting them over or you inviting or them, inviting you over or like getting dinner or doing something. Yes. And it's even harder during the pandemic, obviously, but like it's, it's a very difficult next step to take because someone has to be the assertive one and the aggressor in those situations. It's very hard to find that person. I uh, have a little bit of a story here that uh, Xavier uh, over the past couple months has taken uh, skateboarding lessons and he's gotten kind of crazy good. He's like little Bart Simpson out there. Yeah. And, uh, his his coach is a little younger than me, uh, but it turns out we have all of the same interests. Okay, I, I'm talking uh, from music to movies to just like everything. He loves Twin Peaks. He loves um, uh, 80 slasher films. He like, loves getting he loves getting owned on the internet. Yeah, well, I've never been. Maybe he has. I don't. I I can't relate to that. But. Uh, um, uh, oh, I know, I know why it started is because I looked at his skateboard and what does he have on a skateboard, but Jason Voorhees. And I thought, this is my guy. And I yeah. thought, I want to be friends with this guy. Yeah. I never 
pursued it. And I regret that. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be more discussion about the pursuit of friends and not the pursuit of a significant other. Yes. Because, because all the, everything's about the pursuit of a significant other. Everything's about finding a girlfriend, finding a boyfriend, finding a fiance, you know, is he going to propose all that kind of, what about friends guys? What about friends? Well, but there's no there. You don't get a tax break if you find a friend, but you do get True. a tax break if you get if if you find yeah, a yeah, wife. Good, so very very good point, very good point. Next question is from at Didymus. Hair care question: Visiting the in laws did not bring shampoo, and they don't have it in the guest B rooms. Do I use my partner's high end hair treatment formula? Use the kids' bubble gum scented shampoo? Oof. Do no poo? You know, no, no shampoo. He, he shortened it to poo. Or go high tea and use a bar of soap. I, I love that he called it the bee room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bee room. Um, <laughs> anytime, anytime that you can shorten a compound word to a letter and then the second word, it's perfect. Oh, uh, that's, that is great. No, no, no. You, you just, you use your partner's high end stuff. That's it. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's yeah. right. You know, there's no reason to smell like bubble gum. There's no reason to use soap. Um, although, you know, like if it's a day, you could use soap and be fine. But if it's like an extended period, you're not, you're going to want to use soap for seven days. Oh yeah. And yeah, you're going to dry your hair out, man. Yeah. With, right. with, with the, with the, so, I mean the, the kids stuff is fine. Honestly, there's very little difference from what I understand. There's very little difference between, uh, cheap kids shampoo and like the high end stuff you get at the grocery store. Now there is a difference in, in the extremely high end stuff you get at the like salon. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't fret too much, you know, but j maybe maybe don't use a lot of the of your of your of your wife's stuff. Just just get get away with a little bit of it. Yeah. Just a little squirt. And you'll yeah. be good. Next question at Golden Graham 41. What's the best Christmas present you guys have ever oh, gotten or they, given? They, they, Mine was telling our families we were expecting our first kid two years ago. Oh, well, who can beat that? Yeah, I mean, we did the same thing with my parents, uh, and I well, it wasn't on Christmas for my wife's parents, but my parents opened up a gift, and it was a picture of the ultrasound, and it nice. had a, and I, I photoshopped a Santa hat on it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Was, how, how do they react? I mean, if you don't mind. I, I actually have a video slash and a, and a picture of it. They were, it was, it was pretty, it was cool because my my brother and sister were there. They both have two kids, and so like every like the family was there. My my mom opened it. And she was just like, you've got to be kidding. Like she put, the, she put it down in her lap and yeah. she was just yeah. like so shocked. And then my dad saw it and I have a picture, a still picture of my dad looking over towards me and he's just got this like, <laughs> gape his mouth is just wide open. Like just, right. it was, it was a very good moment. Those are to me, those are like the, the, the best kind of, of Christmas moments. You, your dad was right in the middle. You pictured him right in the middle of him saying, congrats on the sex son. Yes. Correct. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Cause I was asking, cause, um, when we did that for my parents, not for Christmas, but uh, um, we actually stupidly did it at a restaurant. Yeah. And gave them the ultrasound picture. And they they literally they just started screaming. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it would have been the same reaction if I had told them that someone close to us had died. It was well, to be, so screaming this was, and this was also their this was that their first grandchild or was no it, second was it? it was a second that's okay, what I so thought. it was Eleanor okay I thought I thought it would be muted I thought it would be you know we could play it cool because it was the second one but yeah. but no they completely lost see, it see it was it was my I'm the youngest of three in my family my my brother and sister are four and a half and six my brother's six and a half years older my sister's four and a half years older so I was I, I'm I'm like the forgotten child like I could have gotten away with anything as a as a yeah. kid growing up uh, fortunately I was a good kid but. 
my my parents this is their fifth grandkid and so like I feel like it was one of those like I mean don't, don't get me wrong they were incredibly incredibly excited like insanely excited but I feel like you know my my wife's family was their first grandkid yeah and I feel like they lost it more just because it's a it's a different kind of vibe. it is it's it's a different experience you've never what we did for my for my wife's parents was we did one of those um like we like we we wrote out a word that they had to read aloud and it sounded really weird like her mom was saying i'm a gonna be a grandma <laughs> and they just said it over and over and then like we passed it to her, her dad and her brother they didn't get it for like three or four rounds and then finally they they got it and they were all oh my god that's a very interesting way to do it wow yeah i've seen it now on tiktok a lot but i think we were like sort of ogs like maybe like the first you know, like the 95th percentile and doing it that way. That's nice. Yeah. By the way, I don't really have an answer for this one, so we can move on. I, yeah, I mean, mine would only... I got goalie pads once when I was like six because uh, I'm a I'm a northerner. You know, we like hockey up north. Uh, and I, I just remember getting the goalie pads and my brother's really into hockey. He still plays hockey. And uh, he would. we went in the garage and there's a... I probably told this story before on this show. But we went to the garage, my, my garage after I got the pads and he, there's a video of it. He was just taking slap. Like, again, he's seven years older than me. He was just taking slap shots at me. That's and then I, I fell on the ground. And if anyone's ever put goalie pads on for the first time, you, you just, you can't get back up. <laughs> so I'd fall to the, I was like, se- I was like six, seven years old and I'm falling down trying to save these ball, like the ball coming at me and I'm falling down and then they have to help me back up to get back in position. That is Oh man, that in my head, this is very funny. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't chubby JJ yet either, so it wasn't, wasn't (laughs) it would have been even funnier if I was chubby JJ. Uh, Next question at Smith BK. I have CMC in three out of three home leagues. Dropped him in two. The others a keeper past the trade deadline. I know start sick questions aren't the usual, but should I start a new hobby or just sit in the dark and cry? Look, I, I feel you. I remember messaging both you and rich at yeah. one point this year saying that I've gotten the one Oh one in so many leagues. And I did get the one Oh one in so many leagues and my, like my apex team, Denny, I was, I was sitting pretty. I thought that I was going to potentially uh, get to the championship for a third short year. I am toast without CMC. No, you'll, you'll find a way. No, I'm done. I'm so done in that league. It sucks. Yeah. I, well, I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah, you should probably just cry. But you know what the, the 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 process the process the process. You, it, I I I picked Christian McCaffrey first overall in the in the listener league this year. You know, do I results wise do I regret it? Yes, of course. But in 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 PPR formats, he was the only game in town for that number one pick. Yeah, no, it's fair. I mean, the the process was definitely right. It's just one of those things where, man, I I know we say it every year, but I do feel like, and I'll I'll try to look at it after the season. This has to be the worst season of all time for injuries. Yeah, uh, yeah. It has to be. I, I don't. I don't recall first round, second round, like high end picks getting hurt at this rate. Maybe across the league, injuries are the same. But I'm talking like high end fantasy assets. I don't remember it being like this ever. That's I don't crazy. either. It, it might be just us in the midst of the pain right now. But I, I would yeah. love a, a closer look. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Edwin Paulras can do it. Mm-hmm. Next question at stairway to Evan 17. What is the worst Christmas tradition? Sorry to get religious. No religion. Come on. I look anything. Christmas is good. IMO. Um, truly m- maybe eggnog eggnog sucks. Oh, eggnog is horrific. It's so ne- ne- never had a good eggnog. Twitter is going to come after us, but, but I, I mean, that, that stuff is trash. Yeah, it's no, I, obviously there people are going to come with 
40 different kinds of eggnog that we sh- that we have to try. <laughs> and he, here's my answer is I will not try any of them. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with it. I had enough eggnog. It's bad. I've tried enough. It, uh, it's just, it's no. What's, what's the thing? I'm, I'm blanking here for some reason. What's the thing you put on uh, on the ceiling? And if you a walk, mistletoe? Mistletoe. <laughs> I couldn't think of that word. Melissa put a mistletoe up in our in one of our doorways uh, yesterday, wow, and um, and so the kids were you know what, what is this? this does this mean I have to kiss everybody who's under this door? And Melissa was like w- was thought about it for a second. She goes, "Oh wait, kids, uh, message may have been uh, a little bit mixed here. Only consensual kisses in this." House. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I feel like I feel like the mistletoe thing can be taken a, a very, very wrong way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I mean, in, in movies, it's it's taken as like, it's used as like a weapon against women who, <laughs> who, who, who who don't who don't want anything to do with the dude. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah but but she, she so I was like, this is this is the most 21st century thing is to say the mistletoe is here, uh, but consensual lonely. Please. Yeah, it's a cons- it's a consensual mistletoe. Yeah. is what is what it is. Yeah, I, I get that. But I I would say that that eggnog and mistletoe are both pretty good answers for this. I think most things Christmas are good. And like I said last week, I think it was last week. Yeah, I understand if you don't like Christmas. Okay, I get it. I understand if you had a bad childhood with Christmas. I just personally like Christmas um, a lot. By the way, someone on Twitter said that you analyzed his feelings on the holidays better than his own therapist. So oh, congratulations boom. on that. I believe I believe it was I forget I'm sorry I it would maybe it was Sam I forget a, a long time listener anyway uh I, w- one more thing I'm planning this is our first Christmas in a uh, single family home right yeah I'm planning to go full Chevy Chase and get on the roof and put up and string up Christmas lights across the roof Oh, we got to Okay, so we have yeah. a question about that in a second we'll get to it because I want to see uh how you answer it but uh, this next question is from at Sweet Pete 1034. The media won't talk about this, but are, but what are your favorite defensive streamers for the playoffs? I'll say this. Go listen to the last mailbag episode that I did, which was two weeks ago because I didn't do one last week of the late round podcast. The last question on that mailbag, I answer this and I give you I give you some some defenses to, to target. Uh, next question at CMS Mizzou. Uh, they'll start sick question. But when do you consider benching stars for scrubs? Lamar's been a little frustrating. Mm. Cousins going against the Lions with such short sample sizes and playoff push here. What factors guide that type of decision for you guys? Uh, well, you, I, I, I'm not benching Lamar Jackson. Just yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a there's a lot of here's what I would say, especially when it comes to like wide receivers or running backs, or whatever. For those positions, volume trumps any sort of matchup always. So you have to lead with volume. And you have to lead with offensive situation. And then for quarterbacks, you know, I would you be shocked if Kirk Cousins outscores Lamar Jackson? No, never. I mean, like, anything can happen in a given week. Um, and I don't think Lamar is, like, like must start all the time because it's a replaceable position. But I also think that you have to look at what a true floor-ceiling combo looks like for these guys. And guys who have the rushing production like Lamar does. I mean, Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions this past week and he was still usable in fantasy. You're right. Right. Like, like that's worst game of his life. Yeah. Like that's what you're getting with Lamar Jackson. Whereas if Kirk cousins throws four interceptions, you're toast, right? Not, I'm not saying that's going to happen or that that's in his range of outcomes the same way it would be with Lamar. I'm just saying that, 
you know, you have to factor in the, the, the idea that number one, don't just look at what happened last week and think it's going to happen this week. Number two, uh, you know, the rushing component is still very, very important for a floor and a ceiling for a guy like Jackson. Absolutely. That's how I would say. I mean, I, I know I didn't give you a straight answer. Yes. Huh. I sit my studs sometimes, but usually the, the, the never sit, sit your stud thing is, is based on, uh, the components that are important in fantasy football and those players having those components. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I've never said start your studs, by the way, that's, that's something that's never passed my lips. Um, saying that I, I, I think the, the, the rushing component makes Lamar a must play. Yeah. And not only that, the, they, they get the Steelers this week, right? Yes. Isn't, isn't it Steelers week for Baltimore? And- Yes, and the, the, and the the Steelers can't stop the run for anybody recently. Yeah, I mean, like, like is is it's not like you're it's not like they're facing Buffalo with Tre'Davious White uh, at being active. Like, no. it's not like they're this is this is not a tough matchup for Lamar Jackson uh, the way no. the Steelers defense has been playing. Uh, next question at FF for life, but the the E is a three. Okay. Uh, also, I dropped Madison on Friday to pick up Fryermuth when Waller left Thursday's game. Ugh. What's the ideal way to deal with the diarrhea-inducing megatilt I'm currently experiencing? <laughs> just, just had to had to throw that question out. There. That's that's rough. That's 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 rough. That is. Oh man, why would you do that? Yeah, that's rough. I don't get uh, it. Next question at PPR ranks. Have you ever been to a midnight premiere for a movie? If so, what was the last one? Tangential <laughs> question. Has Denny seen a single Marvel movie? Uh, to get to the first one, no, I've never been to a, a midnight show. I don't think I have either. I, yeah. I, I don't. I the only like premiere that I remember going to was one of the Batman movies. I, I went like, to back pre- in like back in like twenty. What was it like twenty eleven yeah. or something like that? Right. I went to the premiere of the first two. Not not the midnight thing, but the the regular people not the absolute freak premiere the yeah the the regular people premiere of both the f- the first two christian bale batman movies right um right the, Chris- I, the christopher the christopher nolan ones yeah i, I don't remember uh, i can't distinguish between them but um uh, have i seen marvel movies i have i believe i saw the first iron man in movie theaters in what 20 like 7 2007 something like that i mean like a long time ago um, I have been watching an Avengers cartoon with my kid for the past like three months. And, uh, I'm learning a lot about the Marvel universe. Um, and, and uh, I, I can, you know, I, I don't, I don't love to say this, but I can sort of see the appeal of such a wide ranging, uh, universe of, of interesting characters. Yeah, I, I never got into the comic book stuff and like the Marvel movies and stuff, but I've seen. I mean, you've seen like Spider Man movies, right? Oh yeah. Remember Wait. how? Remember when the remember when Spider Man movies in like the early two thousands, mid two, like they were so popular. They were like, they, they were so big. They were huge. Yeah, they were massive. Like those those are the ones that that. I mean, I I, I'm, I don't get into the the Marvel stuff, but I, I definitely saw those. Yeah. Um. For for me, uh, the more overwhelming uh, a a a um fictional universe is the the more i'm likely to avoid it completely uh, until until i'm ready to embrace it fully i i'm not gonna exactly. i'm not gonna dabble in it you know like um you know the oh uh what's what's the show game of uh, thrones no no ga- um doctor who doctor okay. who has 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 such is so intimidating to me on so many levels that I, I will never watch a Doctor Who episode, no matter what, because I, I, I would need, I don't know what, 
five to 10 years to fully understand the show. Like I, I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't commit. Yeah. Next question is from at J the wolf. Should crackers be inherently flavored or salty and plain cheese delivery vehicles? So he's at, so, and he says, I don't mind flavored snack crackers like Cheez-Its, but rosemary and garlic flavored Triscuits, for example, make me irrationally angry. So what Joshua is saying here is, should you only accept plain crackers when you're talking like as a vehicle for cheese in your mouth, as opposed to a flavored cracker that just adds to, you know, all the the stuff that you're putting on it. I mean, there there are way too many crackers. Let's be honest. There are way way too many flavors uh, <laughs> of of everything. We need we need fewer options, cracker options. It's insane. You go to the grocery it, store. It, yeah, it is insane. You could, it is insane how many you choices could, there are. You can lose your mind looking at at, at how yeah. how many are there. Uh, you know, I'm going to end up in an asylum next time I is have it the, to go. The, the, the paradox of choice. Yes. When you, have, when you have so many choices and you can't make a decision because you're just so, it's like Netflix. Like that's how a, often you turn, you turn Netflix on and you're like, what do I watch? And you just scroll for 45 minutes and you don't even watch anything. You just turn it off because you can't pick one. That's the entirety of modern life is being, yes. is being, uh, uh, uh co- completely handcuffed by a choice. Um, it, it, yeah. You know, it, I, I can't make a choice about anything. Any, which is why, by the way, which is why I only watch stuff that I've that I know I like. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I watch X Files. I've seen X Files, but I, I watch it. I'm not watching anything else anyway. Um, it, yeah, and, and you could you could argue that crackers really started this. This, this is <laughs> this is big big crackers' fault here. Well, it, it goes. It, it, this goes for everything. I I went one time to buy tortillas. At the store. Do you know that there are at least 10 kinds of tortillas? Oh, oh, there's so many tortillas. There's diet tortillas. There's there's uh, big ones, extra big, super size, tiny ones, flour. Yeah. Gluten-free ones. Yeah. yeah, Gluten-free. I mean, just just give me some tortilla, man. That's all I'm asking for. I just want a tortilla. Yeah. No, you're right. There's there's a lot of choice. And I think that, uh, you know, Joshua has a point here that it, plain crackers are generally the way just get a little salt on there and it but it also depends on like what's going on in the cracker if you have like a plain thing that's going on in the cracker yeah. like a like a really plain cheese that, that that you know has more of a foot taste as opposed to a cheese taste like you can get a little flavor on the cracker but if it's an actual you know flavored cheese a good cheese you got to go plain cracker yeah yeah i I'll, I'll go with that sure this next question is interesting and i, I hope it, it can be conveyed properly via podcast okay it's from at number one punna it says how do you write an x like the letter x okay and then he has a diagram of like all the different directions that you would write the x so i'll i'll, I'll explain my process first and then and then you can explain yours i i start in the top left of the x and i draw that first diagonal line and then i go to the top right and i draw that line me down. too yeah, I feel like that's the that's got to be the normal way to do it, right? Like, who, what 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 psychopaths are starting at the bottom? And I, I I do a lot of X's since my son's name is Xavier. Yeah, it's got to be top left to top right. Like, if you're going like bottom left to to top left or something, yeah, that that there are questions that need to be asked. Yeah, I, I didn't know that there were that there were alternate ways to do this. I thought that was there, just the I, one way. Have you ever seen someone? I mean, people don't write anymore. When's the last time that you wrote something down on a piece of paper? Uh, I I wrote on a check actually the other day, oh, okay. and I could barely it, it I, I could barely make letters. 
<laughs> yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> it was it was pitiful, honestly. Do you still write? Do you do you write in cursive whenever you uh you mm. write the the amount of money that's listed on it? No. So I I've still tried to because that's how they taught me. Yeah, you know, back yeah, in the, me too. You know, they they teach you to like write in cursive whenever you're writing the the dollar amount. So I still try to do it because it's like a more fancy and more. I mean, I don't write checks very often at all. And and I remember doing it once recently. And I, I just failed miserably. I also remember when I took the SAT, I was the first year with the SAT. I think they went back. Did they go back to analogies? Maybe not. Maybe they didn't. But I was the first year where analogies were, remember analogies were on the yes, SAT? Yes, yes, yes. And, and I was the first year without them. Like oh. some people in my class took it. Some people, I did not. I didn't take the analogy one, okay. which I'm glad because I probably would have been horrific at it. And so I, I, we had like a writing section, like an English section, whatever. But on the SAT, you had to write a pair, like rewrite a paragraph that they had written. It's sort of like a consent type paragraph. Yeah. And, and you had to do it in cursive. It was the hardest part of the SAT. That is tough. Wow. Was writing an entire paragraph in cursive. Uh, Very difficult. Uh, yeah. I, w- I, I haven't used cursive since the first Clinton administration. Sorry to get political. Um, I, 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 I will say that in school they made check writing way too complicated it's they not did. it's they not did. hard it's not we you don't need four days of curriculum in school to learn how to write a check it's it's a fairly straightforward process that i was made to believe is the most complicated thing that you have to do as an adult yes i, t- I totally agree uh next question is from at dixon steel one which this was this was one of my favorite questions of the week which will be bigger on Thursday night, Taysom Hill's package or Zeke's load? Uh, I wrote the headline. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott went from being out for an, ex, you know, uh, they might sit him for a couple weeks to all of a sudden he's he's got a big load this week coming. Yeah, uh, Jerry Jones is constantly uh, using questionable verbiage to describe yeah. players' workload. Um, I actually enjoy the, the Monday and Tuesday Jerry Jones, uh, interviews because I'm, I'm usually blurbing at that time and, uh, I can get a good quote, but yeah, it, um, I wrote that, 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 uh, Zeke's going to have a big load against the Saints. So ridiculous. Uh, next question at Fitz underscore eight, four, three. How much do you decorate your house for Christmas? Like, are you pulling out the ladder to hang the lights, etc.? Well, there you okay. go. Yeah, so you already said you're you're gonna go. You're are you actually gonna go all out, or what, like what are you waiting for? We're after Thanksgiving now. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm waiting for um, the the lull in the week. So Monday and Tuesday don't work for me. And yeah, and, Monday uh, and Tuesday is tough for fantasy. Uh, so sure. maybe maybe tomorrow. It, also, I'm not gonna freeze my ass. Like I, I I need I need the I need it to be a a little bit warm, like like tolerable outside. But I I plan on going full Chevy Chase, getting up on the roof, and and putting lights very evenly and neatly along the uh, edges of my entire roof, which is not small. And I'm not, I'm, this is a humble brag, but wow. it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's going to take, it's going to take some time and some effort. Yeah. I mean, look, the, 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 the patrons have really uh, helped you upgrade your, your home situation. So <laughs> yes. Thank you to them. I, uh, I'm in a new house uh, now. And so it was my first year. Cause we had lived in our other house for about five years. It was my, my first year of, hanging light putting lights up at this house and you have it's a new strategy right like it's a brand new place to right to do it and all that and i i did a fairly good i mean i just did the bushes out front so we have a lot of bushes right right out front uh, a lot a lot of vegetation around the house so i just put it on the bushes it looks nice and then i have a little spotlight that goes up on the the front door um and then we did our christmas tree actually before we left for thanksgiving so that we could come home 
and enjoy it. And it was, it worked out very well, but I, our old house, I would get up on a ladder to do our front porch, like the, the top part of our, where like the gutters were right. and stuff. But I, I've never done, I've never done the roof thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to, it's going to be a little too ambitious. I, I, I'm probably going to do half of it and then stop and then pay someone to do the rest. Thanks to the patron. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but I, I actually, I actually did have to get, let me, let me tell you, I had to get on the roof for the first time ever last week because we have a fireplace, but the previous owner broke the fireplace somehow it's it is unfixable apparently i had it checked out it no one can do anything about it uh so cold air started pouring into our downstairs via the the open uh fireplace and i'm talking about freezing cold lots of wind it was miserable it was windy it it was like a it was like its own weather system inside of uh, my house and so i i first i tried to block the the fireplace with cardboard but guess what that didn't work so long story short i had to get a a a huge piece of like cinder block or something i don't know it was in our it was in our backyard get up on the roof and and put that thing on top of my chimney and block yeah look at you yeah look at you Denny. i felt i find did you figure that out on youtube i i I did actually i i i youtube i was desperate i mean i was desperate I, I mean, like, look, you do any any home improvement slash fixing thing. You yeah. gotta go. I mean, you get it from YouTube. That's right. I even I even took the the chimney cap off myself. Okay. Wow. My my testosterone has never been higher. Who knew that Santa was as strong and as as uh as good as he was? At getting and now and now I've blocked him. I blocked Santa yeah. from entering the house. Sorry, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Get on. Uh, we got one more question. It got a, it got three likes, so I feel like we have to ask it. It's from at Katie Banks zero one. What do you think Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer are getting each other for Christmas? God, they hate each other. Justin Jefferson hates Kirk Cousins so much. I, I feel like I feel like they should get Kirk Cousins a vaccine. Yeah, I, I was th- I was thinking that an, 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 an appointment at the local CVS. I was thinking that, or since he refuses to get vaccinated, just get him some elderberry. You know, which which is <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know which substitutes for the vaccine just fine, from what I hear. <laughs> Um, also some broccoli, broccoli and elderberry and, and you're good to go. Uh, have you seen, have you seen Mike Zimmer's girlfriend? Yeah. She's a, uh, she's a model. I haven't really read into it or like, I just saw like a picture and people talking about it, but you know, good for Mike Zimmer. Good for Mike Zimmer. I, I, I guess, I guess he is a less prickly person perhaps than he, than he seems in, you know, on the football field and in, in press conferences. Uh, although he does seem to have lightened up. I will, I will give. Speaking of speaking of uh, douchey uh, coaches, so I, I don't know how much you follow college football. By the way, anyone listening that's going to the 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 Pitt ACC championship game on Saturday in Charlotte, I'm going to be there, and I'm very excited about it. You uh, but uh, Brian Kelly, okay, yeah, I know him. who you know Notre Dame head coach. He just took a job at LSU. Brian Kelly apparently he was uh, his assistants back in the day were Matt Lafleur and Robert Sala. Like way back in the day. Yeah. And there was a story that I saw today. I didn't read the whole thing. I just read part of it that was being tweeted around. But apparently Brian Kelly had a Christmas party and he invited the coaches and team and like a bunch of people over, whatever. And uh LaFleur and Sala were really excited about going there because they were like younger and like, you know, it's a Christmas party, whatever. He made them do work. They shoveled his driveway. Like he, he made them do work at his house while other people enjoyed a Christmas party that, you know, but that's, that's typical college coach stuff. Those guys are the absolute worst human beings. How on, insane on is that? Though? Like, 
Does it, it may, I, I cannot, I can't stand college head coaches. I, I cannot stand them. I, I, it's just awful. Everybody involved in college sports is the worst. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. They, you have to assume that these people only have bad intentions. They, they are, uh, um, conniving. Ab- they, uh, conniving, absolutely obsessed with dominance in every facet of life. Just terrible. Ter- it's a terrible system. Abolish college football is what I, I've gone from these coaches shoveling a driveway to saying abolish college football because it's all terrible. Yeah, says the guy who went to Maryland. I don't don't care about Maryland. I never went to a game. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They got Vernon Davis. Oh, they got Stefan Diggs too, I guess. He wasn't there when I was there. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about the program in general. I, I love college football right now because Pitt is good, Denny, and it's very fun to root for your college when they're very good. So are you saying, are you telling me that Pitt's in the ACC? <laughs> Pitt is in the ACC. They're in the ACC championship, and they could—they're playing Wake Forest this week on on Saturday. When, when did this happen? Uh, a handful of years ago. Man, it's wild. It's when the, the the Big East went like went to the Esser, yeah, and lost like Syracuse and all these schools, and and transformed, and then the ACC gained some of these schools, and Pitt was fortunately one of the schools that was able to stay in a, a big conference. I, I'm I'm absolutely horrified. That Maryland is part of the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just the, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to the state of Maryland, hands down. Yeah, no, it's a little, little strange. But yeah, Pitts in the ACC, they could win the ACC championship this weekend in Charlotte, and I'm going to be there in their four, four and a half, three and a half point favorites right now. I'll, I'll be rooting for your, your quarterback Pickles or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, Kenny, Kenny Pickles, uh, Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Everyone should recognize because. He he honestly he might be a first round pick in the draft this year. No, he th- that's the kind of guy I do know a little bit about him. He, that's the kind of guy who's going to be talked up just enough in the in the pre and the pre draft uh to, in the two months before the draft that he's going to end up in the top twelve. Yeah, I mean it really might. It's not a great quarterback class, right? And he's the same trajectory as like a Joe Burrow, Mac Jones. Yeah, and so because uh-huh. he, he he's been in the. I mean, and by the way, you have that that Dolphins helmet behind you. On Saturday, he could break Dan Marino's pit record for most touchdown passes. You've got to adjust for, for career. You got to adjust for touchdown. era. Adjust for era. Come no, get out of here. He's a, he's a better college quarterback than Dan Marino. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> I'm upset. There, there's, my, there's, there's, my, there's my spicy take of the day. Anyway, Denny, where can everyone find you? At CD Carter 13 on Twitter and all my <laughs> sorry, all my work <laughs> is at flustered. <laughs> all my work is at NBCSportsEdge.com. I have a Dan Marino signed hat behind me. Wait, a pit? A, a, do- a, a dolphin's hat. Oh, well, I, the, the, oh, I told you this is signed, right? No, so we both. So wait, this whole time, this whole season, we've gone we're both having a Dan Marino autographed helmet and hat behind us. That's right. Also, I have a Joe Montana signed helmet, but but somebody smeared it at a kid's birthday party fifteen years ago. Oh my somebody gosh. smeared it. Oh, I didn't even know that that would could be smeared on the helmet. Yeah, yeah. Some just idiot kid took off took off the 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 the, the plastic uh shield thing container yeah. and 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 touched it touched it. You know that I have that uh, Dick LeBeau football yes. that, that we got for our for our wedding as a gift because his son was a real estate agent for someone that we knew and they got yeah. et cetera, whatever, whatever. But it says, congrats to Amanda and JJ, but the JJ is in quotes <laughs> right. <laughs> as, if, right. as if it's not my real name. Oh, uh, J, uh, JJ. <laughs> no one could actually be called JJ, <laughs> whoever this Hall moron is. 
Hall of Fame Dick LeBeau just owning me on this football. But yeah, it's a great, great little key. Yeah, it's a huge pwn. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. My other podcast, the Late Round Podcast, can be found anywhere podcasts can be found. Denny, do we have a tilt montage this week? I don't think we do. Man, I, you know, I didn't deliver once again, but I promise I'll have one next week. That's fine. It's a longer show than usual this week. Again, we went an o- well over an hour. So yeah, people are getting enough, enough LTS for the week. So we're good. You we're got good. your content, you animals. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about